you so you all you all need a name. I don't know what you need, like uh, Forty Fingers Flying or something like that, because that, that that was going crazy. Thank you so much, uh, Church of the Warm Heart. Good morning. People here in the front, people way in the back, good to see each and every one of you. And if you're joining us online, hello and welcome to you. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your warm heart pastors. It's just a blessing to have you with us here today. It is hard to believe, but June is around the corner like this, this week. Uh, June 1st is uh, here. And 11 days from now, about 200, just under 200 Methodist pastors and church representatives will be in our facilities uh, both in this room and the FLC, uh, for annual conference. Annual conference, the once-a-year meeting that we all have as, as Methodists in, in, a, in an area, uh, it hasn't been hosted at a local church since the 1960s. So this is like the first time in, in, in two generations that we've had uh, a church host. And so we all need everybody's help. Uh, tell you what, uh, do me a favor. We're going to do a little bit of training here. Uh, Put your hands like this. Go like this. You are now officially trained for annual conference because we need people to pass out lunches. That's one of our jobs. We need what? Oh, we need some muscles to to do some tables. We need people to check the bathroom. So you got to go. So like I said, we have 200 people coming in for a conference and there's things going on. And then, hey, y'all have 10 minutes for a bathroom break. And we have like eight toilets in this place. (laughs) Uh, So we'll need people checking, uh, uh, make sure that we got paper and all that. Directing traffic, singing in the choir. Do we need anyone to sing in the choir? Absolutely. We're practicing Thursday at 6.30. Awesome. Awesome possum. But yeah, that's that's, uh, June 8 to 11. Now you might think June 11 is a Sunday, and you're correct. Uh, they'll be in our space for ordination service in here on Sunday morning, uh, where we ordain pastors to go out into the field. Uh, but that means for us as a congregation, we are meeting at Kleiner Park at 10:30. I know it's 45 minutes earlier than what you're used to, but it's also later than what the other uh, services used to as well. But 10:30 at Kleiner Park, we're at the Bandshell. If you don't know where that's at, it's kind of on the north west side of the park, and if you really don't know where it's at, just, just listen, because we'll be playing through speakers that we just rented, uh, getting ready for the service, so you will find us there. That's two weeks from today. The day after that service, uh, Monday, is the first day of Vacation Bible School, so keep the kids in your prayers, the volunteers in your prayers, if you'd like to volunteer, or if you have kids that would like to participate, uh, let Cassie Collins know, and she'll, she'll get you hooked up. But we're going to turn this place into the Jerusalem marketplace. That's a little bit about what's going on in the life of the church. Feel free and take a look at the bulletin. That'll have some more information. Uh, but let's take a moment. Greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening songs.
on up. This is your time in worship. For those joining us online, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Good to see you. How else can I say hello? Do you have any ideas? Hi. How about hi? Can I say hi? That's that, is that a cool one? High fives. I love high fives. High five, high five. That's how I, I get my energy from high fives. Yeah. Let's see. Another way to say hello. Ooh, do you know how they say hello in, uh, in Spanish? Hola. Hola. Let's try some other places. Let's try France. Anyone know France? How to say hello in French? Let me, ask, let me ask the home audience here. I'd, bonjour, allo, alonzi. Yeah. Uh, any, any Germans among us? Guten Tag. Ah, you can say Guten Tag. Uh, we, had, uh, we had Pascal, who's a pastor in, in the first service, and uh, from the, he, he said, Jumbe, Jumbe in Swahili. That's how you say uh, hello there. Uh, Hawaii, if you ever get to go to Hawaii, how do they say hi there? Let me hear it from the audience. One, two, three. Aloha. Aloha. How do you say, how do you say goodbye in Hawaii? One, two, three. Aloha. They just make it easy, don't they? Hello and goodbye is the same. My wife took check because uh, she wanted to see how, or, or what her grandparents were saying um, behind their backs. And so she took Czech in college, and Dobroden is how you say hello in Czech. Do you know how you say hi as a pirate? R? That'd be a good one, yeah. R, ahoy, maybe, something like that. Australia, what do you, what do you think they say in Australia? Good day, good day, good day mate. Yeah. No, no one watches Bluey? Oh, I love Bluey. Uh, you guys know what Bluey is? All right, it's a good do you all know what Bluey is? It's a, all right. Somebody, it's a great show. Uh, go check it out. Loves Bluey. It loves Bluey. We love Bluey, too, at our house. We got, my kids are teenagers, and they watch Bluey. Pretty cool. Let's see. I got my cheat, I got my cheat sheet of, all, of, of how to say hello in many things. Let's see. Did I miss? Ooh, Japanese. How do you say hello in Japanese? Konnichiwa. How about Chinese? Ni hao, yes, ni hao. Different alphabets, but yeah, we all still kind of make the same sounds. Peace, that'd be a good way. This, this is how they do it in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> how, do they, how do they say hello in Alabama? Hey. <laughs> howdy, howdy, that, that'd work. That'd work. Yeah, so there's a story in the Bible. Long time ago, this is, this is uh, Genesis, so way in the beginning, human beings were building a tower. And they were getting it so big, and they wanted to make a name for themselves. They were doing it for the wrong reasons. And so the story goes that God changed the language of all the builders. And so the people didn't know how to work together. And that's how the Bible explains all the languages of the world uh, in, that, in that story. Now, fast forward, we still have all these languages. Now, there's a story that, uh, that we're talking about in Big People Church that you're going to stick around for because it's, it's a holiday and we're, we're all here together in the room. Uh, 
but it's a story called Pentecost. The Spirit came at Pentecost. They had 12 disciples, and they all spoke the same language. And, and God wanted them to go throughout the whole world to tell them about Jesus. But we had one that went to India. He didn't know how to speak uh, Hindi. We had one go to, go to uh, England, and they didn't know how to spank, uh, speak Anglo-Saxon. Or I don't know what they spoke. Um, the Romans were there. Uh, we had one go to Germany. We had a couple go to Africa. We had one go to Turkey. They went all over the place. And so we could have had, we could have had God at Pentecost say, you know what? I'm going to go back and we're going to change the whole world so you all speak the same language. But that's not what happened. Instead, God took these 12 people and said, I'm going to give you the gift to speak in all the languages of, of the world. And so that's what the Spirit did. The Spirit came, and, and, and it looked like fire above each head, and everyone was able to speak in different languages, and they were able to go throughout the whole world telling the story of Jesus. This world is a, is a wonderful, diverse place. And I hope that someday that you get to travel around and learn a little bit more about languages, about people, about culture, and we could bring the light of Jesus everywhere we go. Can you pray with me today? God above, we, we ask your blessings upon these little ones, that as they grow in godliness and in your favor, that they might open up a little bit of their hearts to the kindness and the love for which we are called to show. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down today, guys. No Sunday school. Got to go back to your parents. <laughs>
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, Jen. I think we're up to our next congregational song, which I got to check to see what it is. Oh, sweet hour of prayer. Uh, as willing and able, let us stand and sing together. Shout while past. 
worship team. Please, please be seated. Mount Pishka. Mount Pishka is, we had, we had to look it up because I, I'm the pastor. I'm like, what's Mount Pishka? Uh, it's a different language uh, than uh, what we find in the King James. Mount Nebo is uh, how, how we might know the mountain. So when Moses, at the end of the 40 years in the, in the wilderness, uh, Moses messed up and only two people got to go into the promised land that were in original Egypt, Caleb and Joshua. Um, even Moses didn't get to go into the promised land, but the Lord let him see it. Uh, in the Jordan Valley, before they crossed the Jordan, uh, Moses went up to Mount Nebo, Mount Pishkah, uh, in the song, and was able to oversee all the lands where the new nation was going to be. Uh, so that's, that's Mount Pishkah in, in this story. It's wherever you are and you see your future laid out in front of you, whether it's heaven or whether it's in the years ahead, that's your Mount Pishkah. Next time you're on Jeopardy, you got it. All right. Thank you. Our scripture lesson today is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation from heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near, near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in their own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, Oh, they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully. To what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. May God add blessing to the reading of this word. Thank you, Pastor Jen. So a while back, our family was in Seaside. 
over at the coast. And if you've ever been to Seaside, they have a carousel. And so we were in line waiting for the carousel. The pipe organ was playing uh, uh, some old familiar tunes in the background. And then one of the tunes, a new tune came on. And and it got my ear's attention. Because I knew this when I was a kid, but I was thinking, can, can, we, can we sing this song nowadays? Have, have we, mm, is this one of those songs that uh, was cool to sing a while ago and now not so, not so cool? They weren't doing the words, of course, but I, I, I had the tune and I had the words going in my head and uh, it ended with like, Old Black Joe. Yeah. Songs that I probably wouldn't sing in, in, in grade school today. Um, it was a song commonly performed by folk in blackface on the old minstrel shows. Uh, music teachers today, I'm, I, I happen to be married to one, and she goes, she's going through her songs and pulling out the ones that have a problematic history. We were at Disneyland just a few months ago now, and Disneyland is, they're changing some of their rides. The Pirates of the Caribbean, they no longer, they no longer sell wenches for a bride. <laughs> That's gone. Uh, it's now something different. Uh, Splash Mountain, uh, we, we caught it just before it closed, uh, before they're getting the, uh, rid of the whole zippity-doo-dah, uh, brer rabbit, brer kind of thing, um, and, and probably for good reason. Sleeping Beauty may not get her kiss anymore because she did not give consent. Some of the stories are changing. <laughs> we are certainly living in an age where old ideas are being rethought. Not that we're trying to erase our past, but maybe atone and fix some of the things that may be insensitive in today's ears. And the word of the day that I was so scared to bring up at the first service, um, because someone asked me on the phone the other day, which is why I'm doing this homily this morning, Pastor Mike, is your church, if you had to guess the word, any guesses, is your church woke? Whoa, can I hear a gasp? I know, that's kind of like, oh, man. Because I try to stay out of these culture wars the best I can. Because usually in wars, no one wins. Um, Pastor Mike, are you, is is your church woke? And it's like, I have no idea. I really don't. Honestly, I am, I am, I, I, I love to be right in the middle. And they said, you're wishy-washy. It's like, no, I am radically firmly in the middle. <laughs> hmm. But our conference is, so I tried to address the question. Our conference is trying to address racism in intentional ways. That sounds like a good thing, right? Our congregation is trying to be open and accepting in many different ways. That sounds good, right? But are we woke? Well, what you think that word means, and what you think that word means, and what I think that word means, and all the people online think that word means, is probably different. <laughs> there seems to be no middle ground. Some take, some take woke to be uh, where we, we are totally trying to dismantle our history and our traditions. Burn it all to the ground and death to anyone who opposes. Very close-minded in their open-mindedness. If that makes sense. And other folk, other folk might be saying, 
you know, this is our history. This is our traditions. You just got to deal with it. If you don't like it, leave. None of those two ways are particularly helpful. So I'm just going to pitch my own two cents in. Take it or leave it. Uh, I think the word woke is just a play on the word awake. Aware. To be aware. Are you aware of what's going on in the world around us? Or do we keep our eyes closed, metaphorically speaking? Because I had someone a while back also say, why, why can't we just go back to the way it used to be when we all got along? I have, I, I turned 50 this summer. I know, I'm up there. Uh, people at the first service laughed. You baby. I, 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 don't know. Uh, I have never lived in a place where we all got along. I have never lived in a house where we all got along. I have never been in a marriage where we've all gotten along. Right? We all have differing ideas. And, and we, we, we try to figure it out. And we try to live together. I tell my wife, if she ever leaves me, I'm going with her. <laughs> no one else wants this, right? In the New Testament, even in the Bible, there were splits and there were fights and there were disagreements. In the, in the New Testament, you have the Gospels. Matthew, help me out. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Do you know, you know the book right after that? Acts. Acts of the Apostles. What happens right after the Gospels? And after Acts, you get all the letters written by Paul, Peter, John, and and company. Uh, We're not sure who wrote Hebrews. But uh, we get all the letters. Now these letters, these epistles, they are not letters that people just wrote, I'm going to tell them what I believe. Yada, 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 yada. No. These letters were written for a purpose. And usually it's to to stop a fight or a disagreement going on in that church. The church in Corinth had problems. They wrote Paul. Hey, Paul, we've never done it like this before. Uh, What are we supposed to do? No one can stand Lydia. How do we deal with her? How do we deal with it? And God bless Lydia, but she gets called out in the like People don't like her. Uh, So these letters were written to, to, to solve some of these disagreements. And I love Paul's line in 2 Corinthians. Let's, let's take a read. But there are different kinds of gifts. Paul's saying, just get along. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit that distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but in all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. Paul speaking to the church in Corinth, trying to, trying to break up their little petty jealousies. Well, who's got the better gift? Is it prophecy? Is it speaking in tongues? Is it, is it miracles? And Paul says, just quit. You're just, do you want me to stop the car? That's, that's what he's saying. Do you want me to stop the car? If you've had good parents at some time, they, they've asked you that question. Each of us have different gifts, but we don't have the same gifts. The kingdom of God is diverse with different people, different ideas, different ages, 
different talents, different, different skin colors, different nationalities. And that's what we get at Pentecost in this book of Acts. On this day, Pentecost, 50 days, 50 days after Easter, the Holy Spirit comes upon the disciples in a dramatic way. And everyone knows something's going on because of the noise. It sounded like wind. Can I hear the wind? And then, then there was some thunder. Can I hear some thunder? Yeah, not bad, not bad. About, about 25 years ago, we were on a mission trip, and we stopped at a church, and it was uh, Pentecost. And this church went all out, like everyone wore red. God bless you for wearing, for some of you who wore red today. Uh, that's where we got the idea, from this church down in Alabama. Alabama? South Carolina. It's a church in South Carolina. Uh, everyone wore it. And they had these giant fans. They rented giant fans. And they blew on the congregation uh, for part of the service. And they had the, the lights flashing. And they had rolls of thunder going in. And uh, it was very distracting. But I still remember it 25 years later. Um, uh, and, and here at the Pentecost, it's, it looked like divided tongues of fire. The sound of the Holy Spirit was so loud that people gathered to see what was going on. They're all drunk. And they're like, it's only 9 a.m. As if, like, you don't be surprised if it was 5. But in the morning, it's, it's different. Pentecost is typically thought of as the birthday of the Christian church. Uh, if you were here at coffee hour right before the service, you're all welcome to coffee hour right before the service. Um, it's for both services. But we had a cake uh, for, for the church. We had birthday cake. Uh, this proto-church, this is a church of immigrants who speak different languages from different countries. We're not all alike and we don't have to be alike. The Spirit loves diversity. People with different gifts different talents, different hopes, different dreams. If you and the person sitting next to you are exactly the same, then one of you is unnecessary. We already have you. We need someone different. And I pray that this church accepts that uh, we have people from all different walks of life within our, within our halls. I know the world's changing. And if I could be honest, I'm going to go kicking and screaming into this new world. I don't do change very well. I don't do Twitter or Instagram. I know, can I hear a gasp? People at the first service, what's Twitter? What's, I don't know what that is. <laughs> when I first learned about Twitter, I was so embarrassed. Uh, I had a college-age kid. Um, Pastor Mike, do you Twitter? And I'm like, I'm married. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Like, oh, all right, it's a, it's a computer thing. All right, that's fine. That's fine, that's fine. I, I, don't, I don't like change. I still write checks. That's how old-fashioned I am. I still write checks. Uh, I, I, do a lot, <laughs> I do a lot of weddings. And um, if, if you're a member of this church, you're, I, we don't charge for weddings. I don't charge for weddings. It's just, it's just part of the deal. You pay my salary. But if you're not a part of my church, and you're just someone in the community and call. There's, there's an honorarium. I'll, I'll marry anyone for $99.95. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a little more than that. But I asked for a deposit. And it's amazing because I only do cash or check. I, I, again, I don't have Venmo. I, I, I'm old. I'm old. That's what I am. Um, but every, for all the couples in their 20s and 30s, I do, uh, 
asked for a deposit from a check. And the check number for the deposit, 1001. Eight months later, at their wedding, I get the check for the wedding, 1002. Like, you pulled off a whole wedding, and I'm the only one you wrote a check to. Like, we had to get a checkbook for you. Like, oh, man. Uh, The world's changing. Literally, last summer, I had a groom. What check? Could you fill this out for me? Yeah, I'll fill it out. (laughs) I'm not making fun because I got to look at my kid and like, dude, I don't know how to fix this. If If it's plugged in, I don't know anything about it. So, kid, can you fix this for me? So I can't make fun of the kids. Uh, but I, uh, maybe a little bit, because I used the word yellow pages the other day. And my kids looked at me like I lost my ever-loving. Like, why do you want your pages yellow? Like, okay, it's, a, it's an old thing. I know. But I know how to use a rotary phone. I can read a map and, more importantly, know how to fold it back up and put it back in. But I'm learning. There's this new world out there. I'm learning. And the Spirit is leading us into new areas. Every, every generation leads us into new areas. And I hope that we are aware of what, how the Spirit is moving in this day and age. Because I'll be honest, I need you in my life. I need you in my life. You need other people in your life. Read an article that came out yesterday. About 60% of us feel lonely much of the time. We're the most connected society the world has ever seen. And over half of us feel lonely. We don't have deep relationships. And I'm in this too. I need you in my life to bring fresh pref- uh, uh, perspectives and, 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 and help me connect again to, to humanity. Because too often I am closed off and I'm in my own little world. You know, if only everyone thought like me. A while back, someone asked, it was a good question, but uh, Mike, do you, do you have any black friends? And the only thing I knew to say was, I don't, I don't even have white friends. <laughs> I, I don't have a race problem. I have a friend problem. I have a million acquaintances. But I got no one that I just call up and say, hey, you want to go bowling? You want to go golfing? Maybe, maybe, maybe the kids have taken up a whole lot of my life, but I, I need to get out there more. The Spirit did not tell the disciples, good job, stay in this room. These are the only people you'll ever meet. He said, go, go. Go ye therefore into all the world, baptize, love, care, serve. Are we woke? I don't know. But I pray that we're awake. I pray that we're awake to the people around us and we can show love and we can show kindness. Is it Christian? I don't know, but is it kind? If it's not kind, it's not in the way of Christ. Spirit came at Pentecost. and The disciples were awoken to a new world. May we see the world in a new light as well. If you know that old hymn, you can help me finish it. You are the church. I am the church. We are the church together. And the family of God said, amen. As we come to the offering, a word of thanks.
to those who uh, participate in the faithful giving to this church, you make this place happen. And if you're joining us online, uh, there's an opportunity for you to give as well. It might be a link. It might be a QR code. I'm not sure what's on there, but uh, we appreciate your gifts to make ministry in this place happen. God bless the offering today. Amen. As you're willing and able, let us stand and sing together our closing song called, oh, I know this one. I see the evidence, right? Yeah, okay, I know this one. Let's stand and sing together.
to the musicians, to the people upstairs who make this happen, for our guests online, for our uh, leaders online who, uh, who help host them, and for all of you, that as we celebrate Pentecost and this three-day weekend, I see, I see red people out there. May we take that spirit into the world wherever we may go. And the family of God said, Amen. Amen.